This is my journey from Epilepsy Tasmania. Real stories from people with lived experience of epilepsy and the experts trying to make life better for them. Our next story is from Amy, who works as a senior administrator at the University of Tasmania. For years and years, Amy hardly told anyone she was affected by epilepsy. Mostly because of the stigma and the fear that people would react negatively or just treat her differently. I was a little bit hesitant about writing my journey um, because uh, it's, to me, it's like coming out. I'm a very private person and um, I guess um, I've now had uh, epilepsy for 15 years. Uh, the first uh, seizure I had was due to the preparation of a, for a colonoscopy. It came from nowhere, basically, and um, I guess it was a bit of a shock, big shock, and I was in denial of having epilepsy for a good year. It didn't matter what the neurologist said to me. I was pretty much convincing myself that it was just a few one-off seizures. Since then, I um, have... Uh, come to terms with the fact that I've uh, got epilepsy and it's about uh, basically working out how you're going to manage it. I have been to various neurologists. The one that I see now is from Melbourne and about five or six years ago he um, gave me some advice that um, I could have some surgery and uh, we could see if we could stop uh, me from having seizures. Um, and so I took his advice. I went into um, the Royal Melbourne first for the monitoring, did a week of the monitoring, um, and where basically they're bringing you on having a seizure. So <laughs> they um, get you to exercise as much as possible. They make you stay awake as much as possible and not sleep. Um, to the point where um, you have a seizure and it's all monitored. Um, so it's quite interesting because then you get to see yourself on the screen basically having a tonic-clonic seizure, looking like Wonder Woman, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. They said that um, there was uh, a D-net in my left temporal lobe and um, I was referred to an excellent uh, neurosurgeon in Melbourne. He gave me the advice that he could do a lesionectomy so I had that four years ago now. And, and successful? No. No, I was desperately hoping it would be successful um, and I wanted to fix it. I'm a fixer. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so I had the four-and-a-half-hour um, brain surgery. I did everything that they uh, said for me to do. I, you know, as soon as 12 hours afterwards, they stop the morphine and basically get you out of bed and get you up and walking to make sure your brain's working, make sure um, you've got your faculties because it, uh, it's in the left temporal lobe. It's right near where the amygdala is. Um, so that's where our beautiful, wonderful emotions are, language, um, all of that memory. They're wanting to make sure that you can use that part of the brain again as quickly as possible to recover. And so I did everything I could according to the, what the neurologist had advised. Uh, they reduced the um, anticonvulsants, which was great. 
Um, however, then I had to wait a full year after the um, surgery. They weaned me off the anticonvulsants and the very first day I was off the anticonvulsants completely had a tonic-clonic seizure. So uh, that was the big bummer. You'd been through all that. Yeah. And it didn't work. No, no, I was, you know, I was in the 30% where it doesn't work. I was hoping I was in the 70%, but no, I was in the 30%. How has epilepsy affected your life? Um, I guess with epilepsy, it's um, a lot of it's uh, an unknown. So um, you do the very best you can, given that you know that things like caffeine, alcohol, lack of sleep, stress, all of that, and dehydration can cause a seizure. You do the very best you can to make sure that you are living the life that you're meant to be living and yet you can still have a seizure. You said that telling your story about epilepsy was like coming out. Mm. So for how long were you in the closet? Uh, 15 years. I, I had, I had, you know, of course shared it with very close family and friends and, um, of course, I've got some excellent um, uh, executive director and um, director uh, above me uh, in my position and they have been absolutely brilliant. Very, very supportive, very, very understanding. Um, they know that I've done everything I can to continue to have the very best life that I can and to uh, not let epilepsy affect my job at all. So they've been brilliant. However, I haven't made it as public as, you know, I haven't felt that it's as easy to talk about as some people would say with diabetes, you know, uh, because there's still a bit of a stigma attached to it. Yeah, And you still feel that stigma? Oh, very much so. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, because there are so many unknowns um, and because of the history, um, it's sort of in there with the mental health uh, issues, if you like, and and conditions. It's something that scares a lot of people as well. It does. I I mean, the thought, I've never seen someone have a seizure, but for me, I think I would be terrified. Mm, Yeah. Um, And I would have no idea what to do, which I think is why... Purple Month and the work that Epilepsy Tasmania is doing so important. Yeah, it's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. I'm fully supportive of it uh, because it makes it, um, I guess, normal. It normalises it for us, which is what we need. Um, And there's been a lot of work done by Epilepsy Tasmania in the last six, seven years. uh, And I've seen a huge difference now, which is great. What's it feel like when you have a seizure? Well, I guess for everyone it's very different and that's something that uh, we all need to be aware of too. Uh, For me, with a tonic-clonic, I come out of it and I don't know who I am. I don't know where I am. So I'm really fighting to begin with going, who am I, where am I, what's happened? Um, Because I can always, also, I can sleepwalk. And I've been known to sleepwalk. I've also been known to have seizures in hotels uh, when I've been in different states for conferences, um, for work, on work trips and things like that. So I have to quickly work to come come to and work out who I am, what's going on. Then I always feel a real sense of dismay that I've had a seizure. Damn, I've had a seizure, you know. And then I have to quickly work out, okay, now, how do I bring myself back 
And to me, I'm always in a, I, I have a panic attack when I have a tonic-clonic seizure. And I, I need to go to the bathroom over and over and over and I feel extremely agitated. And it's because the amygdala is just in full flight, I guess, if you like. And it's um, challenging then to try and get yourself sort of back down uh, so you can go back to sleep and then wake up the next day and continue on. Can you remember having the seizure? No, not necessarily. Not ne- I, can, I can remember seeing the lights. I know I'm saying something here that's probably a bit <laughs> strange no, or odd. This is your experience. Yeah, it's a feeling of, of maybe going uh, to another world. You feel ver- like you're very close to death, basically. Very, very close to death. Um, and when you come back, do you still feel like you're being close to death? Yeah, yeah, you can do. For me, anyway, um, because we're all different, uh, it, it takes me a good week uh, to come back from a tonic-clonic, to fully come back and uh, get my clarity um, working again. I have a very fuzzy mind uh, for a week. Which I guess is why it's so important that your workplace is so understanding. mm, mm. Although I try not, I try very hard to just keep going to work no matter what, um, you know. But there's been a couple of uh, occasions where I haven't been able to. You just try and tough it out, stiff I up do, a lip and all that. I do, absolutely, yeah. I because I'm I'm very strong believer for myself that I don't want epilepsy to control me, you know. Um, I want to be able to manage it the very best I can and um, I want to continue to – I have a very strong work ethic and I want to continue to work um, and I guess pursue a wonderful life no matter what epilepsy is doing to me and my body and my mind. My Journey's been released for Purple Month 2020, which runs for the month of March. It's a worldwide grassroots campaign aimed at getting people talking about epilepsy, which is what we're doing right now. And by talking about it, we hope to reduce the stigma and help those who are affected by epilepsy to live full and happy lives. To find out more, go to epilepsytasmania.org.au. This series is an Icon Media production for Epilepsy Tasmania. It's produced, directed and edited by Sam Iken. That's me. Sound design is from Nicholas Storr. Music from Breakmaster Cylinder and Chelsea McGough. And a special thanks for sharing her story for almost the first time to Amy.